0: Pan on ESPN UP. Tanner Hoops with you. Glad you're along this Wednesday afternoon, Thanksgiving Eve, and we're going through the thick of it, the eye of the storm. John Michael Hoefling of ABC10 in studio with me was kind enough and brave enough to brave the storm and come in today. What's up, Mike?
1: Yes, I did make the five-minute drive over to your place through <laughs> thick and thin, through the sleet and snow, all the way over here.
0: And how terrifying was it?
1: It wasn't too bad once I got out of my apartment complex. They, okay. don't, they don't, like, brush over our streets. I don't know what the mm. word is. They don't clear the snow from our apartment complex. Mm. So once you get out of there, it's, like, thinner and stuff. All right. Normally, <laughs> like, when I'm in California, normally it's, like, obviously my family has, like, a turkey bowl that we play and stuff like that, but mm. can't do that here.
0: No, and it's not this way, you know, in California, but it is in Iowa, and that's where I am used to celebrating Thanksgivings normally, and we have our turkey bowl, what have you. I don't remember a Thanksgiving quite this way.
1: No, I don't either. I I, obviously, I, I don't. I'm not because, here for it. Obviously, I don't because I've spent every single Thanksgiving card to this one in California.
0: And how's it? How's it treating you? This Is one okay?
1: This one's treating me fine. Yeah. Obviously, like we have, like everybody at ABC Ten has plans uh, mm-hmm. for Thanksgiving stuff. I'm in charge of bringing the broccoli, the carrots, and the mashed potatoes. Okay. I got a good plan, man. Yeah. Ever, like, how often do you make mashed potatoes?
0: Um, depends. Like. From scratch? or like, But what I do is no, I no, always I go and get those ones from Walmart where you just add water and microwave them. Okay, okay. The okay. buttery ones, mm-hmm. my favorite. Okay. Absolute favorite.
1: Yeah, so I'm making them from scratch, like from the potato. Good for you. But I'm making double-baked mashed mm-hmm. potatoes. You heard of those? Mm-hmm. So you, what you do is you bake a potato. Okay. Kay? Then you scoop out the innards from the potato. Mm. Then you mash those potatoes. Then you throw those mashed potatoes back into the skins for that you previously cut out. Ooh.
0: And then you bake them again. Oh, man. Yeah. Ooh. Incredible. Oh man, I, I am jealous of the guys at your Thanksgiving already <laughs> yeah, yeah, it little really little seems like, like it A little seasoning, little butter, something well, like that Yeah, yeah you gotta
1: throw in salt, pepper, and then of course I, I bought bacon bacon bits and whatnot Bacon?
0: Yeah. Wow, mm-hmm. I could be eating good in your neighborhood I, I'm trying
1: my best, man Tyrese, my Tyrese in charge of the fried chicken And uh, something else, I can't remember And then Dan's doing the turkey
0: Yeah Tyree, I know, is not a cold weather guy, so I'm hoping for all the best for him as he we'll tries see. to do this. We'll see. We'll see how his. he's doing, man. <laughs> it's a, It's been a while since we've seen Tyree. I know he's busy. What have you? I'm excited to see that Thursday Throwdown you got coming out here soon. Yes,
1: we do have a Thursday Throwdown. It depends on how Tyree is handling it. We filmed it on Saturday, but uh, or Sunday, excuse me, Sunday afternoon. And it all depends on how uh, how he can do it. Obviously, this is his second one. I'm looking forward to seeing it, too. I've helped him a little bit with it, but I haven't seen the finished product. It's either going to air today or Friday, depending on how far along he's gotten. But it seemed like yesterday he was getting close to
0: the end, so and, I'd, I'd assume today. And it's with Matty Kosky from Westwood. It's with Matty from Westwood. We've already done one with
1: Tessa Lease. That mm-hmm. was a really fun one. Tessa was a great uh, competitor and great contestant to have. But Matty Kosky got a little bit more of a challenge. You have to... Do you remember the one I did with Tessa? No. Okay, so the one I did with Tessa, Kurt Corcoran actually just posted that uh, Mm. yesterday, and the one I did with Tessa was it was a three-point shootout, but we were playing tic-tac-toe at the same time. Every time you made a three-pointer, you got to go to mid-court and put down an X or an O, Okay, and uh, first person to get three in a row wins. Maddie got more of a challenge. Mm.
0: She had to make three-pointers blindfolded. Okay. Yeah. All right. You know how tough that would be, right? I, I want to ask you how it went, but I know you want to say it. So I'll save that for the big reveal. <laughs> I'm excited to see this one. It's going to be fun. It's,
1: it's going to be a good one, man. Uh, Tyree really wanted to win, really wanted to be an athlete. Obviously, none of us have beaten an athlete thus far. <laughs> so the first person to do it is going to get like a huge applause. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, we'll see. Um, I will say this. After the entire competition went down, Tyree, who got to shoot uh, – Regularly Mm. wanted to try a blindfolded shot once, and he made it on his very first (laughs) attempt. And he is not a good shooter. You you take a look at his shooting technique; it reminds me vaguely uh, of—I'm not even sure. Like what's like Lonzo pre pre prefix? Like not a good lot, not a good form. Markel Fultz, Markel (laughs) Fultz, not a good, just not a good form. But somehow he
0: made it, man. Banked it in, made it blindfolded, made it blindfolded from behind the arc. Yeah. How about that? Yeah, incredible man. Yeah, incredible. I know, I yeah, I posted a, it
1: to Twitter and stuff like that and yeah, it, it was a
0: just an incredible shot. He was a college football player, but apparently he's got some basketball skills. Oh gosh. I,
1: I will say he's all right when it comes to shooting, but I've seen him dribble. Okay, so <laughs> I think I could take Tyree in basketball. Okay. Um, football, no. Gosh no. I but, mean So he can't dribble. He can't dribble, um, and he doesn't I don't think he has the best court vision.
0: And his size, he's like five six. So. Yeah, but he is fast. Okay,
1: he is fast. And uh, when we were warming up before the thing, he made like three three pointers in a row, which you know, is impressive for anybody, like so, especially not a basketball player.
0: So he's a guard that can't dribble. So you basically just stick him around the arc, hope to get lay Thompson pass to him.
1: He's Thompson. Gonna- <laughs> You just pass it to him and he'll spot up shoot.
0: Tanner Hoops, John Michael, hopefully with you. Glad you're along this Wednesday afternoon, the Wednesday prior to Thanksgiving. We've got a lot to get into today. College football playoff rankings to break down. We've got Thanksgiving dinner rankings that we're going to get into over the course of the next hour. Plus tonight... NBA Revenge Games, and for the third time this season, the number one team in college basketball goes down. But let's start with Pick'Em, because we've got three of our five games coming up tomorrow. we got a triple header on Thursday, per usual on Thanksgiving. These games are starting to grow on me a little bit, Mike. They weren't as much when they first came out. I saw that, and I was kind of like, blah. But now these games are starting to grow on me a little bit more.
1: Well, because these games have a little bit of playoff implications, don't a they? At least, At least two of them do. I don't think Chicago-Detroit does, really. No. But, um, yeah, definitely New Orleans, Atlanta, and uh, whatever game Dallas is in. Buffalo. Dallas and Buffalo. Oh, perfect. Yeah, yeah. Th- that's the one to look out for then. Mm-hmm. Um, got a hot take on that one, actually. <laughs> but, um, yeah, the, 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 these games have playoff implications. The, the uh, Saints can clinch if they, they, if, if they win this week.
0: Well, let's take a look at the slate, and let's begin with tomorrow's twelve thirty kickoff. And it's the iconic matchup, Bears-Lions. What better way to celebrate such an iconic Thanksgiving matchup than Mitch Trubisky against Jeff Driscoll? Mm. Can't wait. I'm watering at the mouth just thinking about it. <laughs> you know, with this one, it's tough to pick. I think I'm going to go with the Bears, though.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm going to go with the Bears, too. Jeff Driscoll won't be able to pass on that secondary
0: You know, they do have that defense still. The Lions really don't. The Lions are one of those teams, my chiropractor, Dr. Mike, I got to shout out to him because he is a huge Lions fan, and he has been crushed Sundays for I don't know how many decades now and was just telling me the other day, you know, the other team has the ball in a close game late. You just know they're going to score. You just know the Lions are going to find a way to lose the game, and he's saying this as a depressed, crushed Lions fan, and I'm like, you right. <laughs> I can't argue with yep. that. Yep. It's
1: it's tough, man. It's tough to be a Lions fan. Uh I, I mean, obviously I want the Lions to do well. Like moving up here into Michigan. You always want to cheer right. for an underdog now. But it's tough, man, I understand it.
0: Well, let's go to the afternoon game because we got Buffalo in that defense plus Josh Allen who's starting to take his game to another level against Dallas in that offense. They were right there with New England on Sunday. But then Jerry Jones picks the worst possible time to call out his head coach after they go to New England where nobody goes on the road and wins and they play within one score. He didn't do this after the Minnesota loss or the Green Bay loss. He does it now. Probably the worst possible time. Mm -hmm. Who do you like in this one? So
1: Dallas has not beaten a team above 500 this year mm-hmm. at all, nope. right? Yeah, they have not. Mm-hmm. But they're going to beat Buffalo. You think so. Yeah, they just got called out. Do you know the only other person to get called out this entire season?
0: No, off the top of my head.
1: Uh, Kirk Cousins got called out by okay, his right. receivers. All right. And what happened the very next game, <laughs> Kirk Cousins had his best game of the season by far. So I think the same sort of thing is going to happen with, Detroit, with uh, Dallas. Excuse me and we're going to see a really good game plan coming out there. I think they're going to go out like 20 to nothing uh through the first quarter and a half.
0: You know, I want to pick Buffalo in this one because so, so of the way I. that Josh Allen's been playing. I feel like they're kind of the safe pick, but Dallas is at home. Like you said, they just got called out. They need to respond. They've got all the talent to do so. I am going to go with Dallas in this one. Yeah, I think, Cowboys I think Dallas
1: is the smart pick. They need they need to prove something.
0: How about the night game tomorrow night, we've got New Orleans on the road taking on Atlanta, who's three and eight, but did beat New Orleans already this year.
1: Mm-hmm. New Orleans is going to win that game. Think so, <laughs> yeah, New Orleans is going to win that game. What was the one thing that? New Orleans didn't do well that allowed Atlanta to win that game?
0: Mm, There was a lot they didn't do well.
1: Well, they didn't guard Calvin Ridley. Yeah. They didn't guard Calvin Ridley. They're not going to let that thing happen again. Mm -hmm. Julio Jones has not been that great over the past couple weeks. What they did last time was they doubled him up with Marshawn Lattimore and a safety over the top. So they're going to sort of spread that out a little bit more. I expect a bigger game this time around from Mm -hmm. Julio Jones than what happened last, last time. But still... I think that just doing that, making sure that no one person beats them specifically, I think that's going to be enough.
0: I'm going to go with New Orleans as well. I just don't think that Atlanta can do it again. New Orleans is just too talented. Mm-hmm. Just and too talented.
1: That was also sort of right when Drew Brees was getting back into form and stuff like that. I think that they really showed that in crunch time they can get it done with that last drive they had with Brees, Kamara, and Thomas. The three big guys you need to get it done, they were getting it done. So they are really getting into their groove as well.
0: We have got... Two really good primetime games this week, and usually we don't seem to get that Sunday and Monday back-to-back, but we've got New England on the road taking on Houston. Sunday night football. The safest bet in all of football is New England over the Texans. But you're not going to do it,
1: are you? No, it is. I am going to do it. Oh, you know, I'm not going to do it. You know, you know, since Houston became a team back in 2002, mm-hmm. they have never, never, never beaten the New England Patriots. Mm-hmm. And you're going to pick Houston.
0: Yes, and I know it's not the smart thing to do. I look at the standings right now. I'm 40 and 20. The worst thing I could do to myself is go out on the limb and take hot takes. You know, I can just do the safe picks and hopefully coast through the last five weeks. And I'm going to do the worst thing possible for my standings. I'm going to say, because this is one of those games, New England loses in the regular season, and then they win the rematch in the playoffs.
1: No, they lose to Buffalo in the regular season. They don't lose to Houston. They've never lost to Houston. You're calling for a historic loss here. They've got a good team. They do have a good team, but they've never beaten New England. The Houston Texans have not shown that they can find a way to defeat Bill Belichick.
0: Well, I've got a little bit of a cushion. i got a two-game cushion entering this week. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Hot take. We're going to go with Houston over New England. Okay. I'm going to go out on that loop. I like it. And then Monday night, we've got a fun one. We've got Minnesota on the road taking on Seattle. It was not a good Monday night game when these two played last year. That ultimately led to John DeFilippo getting fired. This year, though, I think it's going to be a really fun game.
1: Yeah, it's going to be a really good game. Obviously, this has huge playoff implications on Monday night. And I think that it's going to really show exactly what Seattle's trying to do. Because you look at... What's Seattle's biggest strength, a lot of people think?
0: Mm, Russell Wilson and Tyler Lockett?
1: Well, you, okay, yeah. What's their biggest <laughs> strength outside of football? What's their biggest intangible strength?
0: Outside of foot? I don't, I'm not sure I understand.
1: Like, the 12th man is what people... Oh, okay, yeah. all right. Everybody's no. like, oh, the 12th man's a huge deal. They're undefeated on the road this year. Mm-hmm. Both of their losses have come at home. So I think that they need to stay... As a, as a five seed or a, or a six seed If they want a chance to make it to the Super Bowl Which I think they do have I think only f- uh, four teams in the NFC Have a good chance of making that Super Bowl mm-hmm. Right? Yeah And so I think right here They're going to lose to Minnesota Minnesota's really? going to come up Yeah I think, I think Minnesota's a good team They're probably the best team in the league In terms of pure talent on their roster Okay, Would you say that?
0: Maybe. I don't know if I'd say that. They're from, up there. You can from, make the argument. From for it. every
1: single position, except quarterback, obviously. Well, Kirk Cousins is atrocious.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's well, some- not atrocious anymore. He was early on. Some- now he's
1: kind of a game manager. Something that bugs me is that Kirk Cousins is in the MVP conversation right now.
0: Well, he's in the conversation, but he's not going to win it. It's one thing to be in the he's conversation. He's not going to win it. He's
1: in the Vegas odds, though, and that annoys well, me. Well, so is Dak Prescott. Yeah, that annoys me, too, but not <laughs> as much as Kirk Cousins, man. Why is Kirk Cousins there? I have not a clue.
0: I think Dalvin Cook should be ahead of Kirk Cousins, but Cousins is I the think Aaron Jones
1: should be ahead of Kirk Cousins.
0: There's a pretty strong case for that. I yeah. would agree. Kirk Christian Cousins is
1: should be They've, Christian McCaffrey is Christian McCaffrey Michael right now. Michael Thomas should be Christian McCaffrey is third right now in Vegas odds. Mm-hmm. Michael Thomas I think is fifth behind Patrick Mahomes. I'm
0: I'm referring though as to why quarterbacks always will be given favor over other position players. Yeah, they will all. I mean, quarterback's the hardest position in sports to play. Is it? Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean it's it's up there. I don't yeah. know if it is the hardest. What would you say? I'd probably say it'd be a hockey goalie. A hockey goal? I think okay. that's probably the toughest, most stressful position, although there's others you can make the argument for. I, from
1: what when I was uh, always told as a kid, at least, was uh, quarterbacks the toughest position in sports to play. And it's the position that where if you don't have a good one, nothing limits your team more than not having a good mm-hmm. quarterback in that's football. For sure. That's for like, sure. Like, if you have a bad goaltender in hockey, the San Jose Sharks, uh, <laughs> I mean, they made it to the Western Conference Finals last year.
0: They did. But they also had a uh, really, really good defense, like a historically good defense. Yeah, but a- that
1: just goes to show that you can have a bad goaltender and still do well. And you can have a bad quarterback and do well still, but it's much, much, much harder. How many teams, are, how many quarterbacks are there out there like Nick Foles, Joe Flacco, Trendilfer? Other than mm. that, what's a, what's a, like, bad quarterback that's won a Super Bowl recently.
0: I don't think any of those guys are bad. Well, I no, I'm not, I'm, really not bad. I'm,
1: not, I'm not saying they're bad. I'm not I'm like saying Martin they're Jones. I'm saying they're not elite, though, yeah. Right,
0: that's that's kind of what I'm getting at. I think you can make the case easily that quarterback is the most valuable position, the most important, but the toughest to play. I still might be hockey goaltender, I think.
1: Maybe, I think catcher. Uh, catcher would be a uh, tough a, one. A catcher, yep. just in general. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's a really tough one, too.
0: By the way, I'm going to pick Seattle in this one. I okay. think Seattle beats Minnesota, so I'm going to take the Seahawks I on think. Monday Night Football. I
1: think Russ plays really well, and this one's going to be sort of a shootout, like mm-hmm. high 20s for each team, but I'm going to pick Minnesota. Is that here. a shootout? High Is 20s? It, dude, it's a shootout in today's day and age, man. <laughs> like, um, what, what, what was it? I mean, do you think that that was a big offensive performance for the 49ers? Or we all think it was a big offensive performance for the 49ers sure. uh, on uh, Sunday Night Football last, last week, but... There were only forty-five points scored in that game.
0: I think you gotta get at least to the thirties. Like, one team's gotta be at least thirties, the other's gotta be high twenties for it to be a shootout.
1: Well, I'm saying both high twenties, so it borderline shootout. Okay, borderline
0: shootout. You you are allowed to call it that. <laughs> that is pick'em as we play here every week here in the sports pen. Let's take our first time out when we come back. All the parody in the world during this college basketball season next on ESPN-UP. Check out the UP's live and local sports talk show, The Sports Pen. Weekday afternoons at 4 on ESPN-UP and on the ESPN-UP app. Welcome back to The Sports Pen on ESPN-UP. Tanner Hoops, John Michael, hopefully with you. Glad you're along this Wednesday afternoon. Snowy, blustery Thanksgiving Eve. Uh, You know, here's the thing. I love Thanksgiving, Michael. I really do. It's one of my favorite holidays. I just wish it wasn't a white winter wonderland out there. It's hard to enjoy it in that sense, and I love storms ordinarily, even once in a while a snowstorm. I'm one of those people, if it is before January, I can appreciate snow. After January, it gets old, but before Thanksgiving or at this point here, I'm not a Christmas guy yet. I'm not ready for that. So you want snow in just December? That'd be nice. (laughs) (laughs) maybe it can last a little bit in january not like a blizzard or anything but i guess we can have a little dusting or something on the ground
1: well i mean the timeline you gave was after thanksgiving but before january well that's that's the uh that's the the good zone
0: i'm not a christmas guy before thanksgiving so you you must hate all the Christmas music going on. I don't right hate it. I mean, I like Christmas itself and everything. I'm just not going to partake before Thanksgiving because Fair. I like Thanksgiving. You know what? I want to celebrate. It's one of my favorite holidays. We have three of my favorite holidays all in a row here in the back end of the year. Actually, four if you want to throw Veterans Day in there because I'm a big Halloween guy, big Thanksgiving guy, and then a big Christmas guy. Of course, Veterans Day, too. Mm-hmm. We respect the troops on this yeah, show.
1: Veterans Day is a great day. Yeah.
0: So, we have some of the best holidays here at the back end of the year. I just want to be able to appreciate it. And with the snowpocalypse going on outside, where my family can't get out of Iowa to come up here, it's hard to appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, you know, and that's, I don't, I'm going against what Thanksgiving is about, but I just wish we didn't have snow. I'm thankful for summer. This has made me thankful for summer.
1: It's made me a little more thankful for California. <laughs>
0: California weather. Yeah. I can use a little bit of that right now. Well, last night, something happened for the third time this year that's never happened more than once before Thanksgiving before, and that is the top-ranked team in college basketball went down three times already. And the season's not even a month old. Now I get the first time it happened. You had the third-ranked team taking down the top-ranked. Actually, I think Kentucky was second at the time, so Kentucky. Yeah. So you had two over one. Kentucky took down Michigan State. All right, fine. That's not groundbreaking. Then you had who was was it? Evansville. That Evansville. Beat Kentucky on the road. Yep. And then last night, Stephen F. Austin beats Duke. At Cameron Indoor Stadium. So three different number ones have gone down, and we're not even a month into the season. It's not even Thanksgiving, and parody is out and about in college basketball this year.
1: You know what I say. Parody is a great thing, it right? It is. It's always great to have, but this is too much. <laughs> you, you don't know, like this? When it comes to college sports especially, I think, I think in the NBA it's a little different. In the NBA and in the NFL it's a little different. You can have a lot of parody and people will still be interested. But in college sports, you need storylines to follow. You need a team to root against or root for as the top dog. We don't know who the top dog is right now.
0: That's okay. Uh, Dude, is it? Well, college basketball, I said a couple weeks ago with you on the show, college basketball was boring because we don't have that big dog this is what makes it entertaining, is that anybody who we perceive to be the big dog is suddenly exposed so, or they go down. So, that, to me, is the most interesting So thing. you
1: and I have different takes on this. You right. like thinking that the big dog is whatever, but I still think that we don't have a big dog, even with the number one That's team. That's what I
0: mean, is I like the mystery of not knowing who it is. Okay, okay. I like
1: that. I think that, it's, I think that it's a problem. I think that the fact that, I thought that one team like Kentucky or Duke after Michigan State fell would sort of fill in that sh- those shoes and be the big dog and be the team that everybody rooted against or thought oh how's anybody going to beat them mm-hmm. that hasn't been the case so you're looking at it as a we don't know who it is and that's a good mystery right. Scooby-Doo gang style yeah. right I'm looking at it like we don't have one and that's a problem
0: we don't have a Thanos to all rally against no, Here's the no thing. this is just a bunch of Avengers right now I don't hate it when we have a big dog that everybody's trying to knock off. I don't hate that. Last year it was Duke, you know, because of Zion, because of Cam, because of RJ. Everyone wanted to knock them off. They had the target on their back. 2015 it was Kentucky when they were 38-0. and 0. I remember in the NCAA tournament, they played Notre Dame in the Elite Eight, and I see people on social media cheering for Notre Dame. I'm like, Notre Dame never gets the unbiased voters, you know, the undecided voters. But Kentucky was that Thanos-type team that everyone wanted to see go down. People were still uh, willing to do the unthinkable and cheer for Notre Dame. I'm okay with that. I'm okay when that does happen. We have that team that we can all root against. But this is something different. I kind of like the change of pace.
1: Well, I mean, it is different. It's definitely different than what we've seen in past uh, college basketball seasons. But I don't know if that's necessarily a good thing. Like I said, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? Mm -hmm. And we know that it's not broke. College basketball is arguably bigger than the NBA. In a lot of states, I'd say, in a lot of towns, Mm -hmm. uh, college basketball is bigger. And it's because of those storylines. It's because you want to root against somebody. But there's nobody to root against. Who are you going to root against?
0: Kentucky? Not anymore. Duke? Not anymore. Who's, no, who's the new number one now? <laughs> who knows who it's going to be? The, it, it, could it be Virginia? Maybe. They've been winning a but lot lately. But you can't lately. root
1: against Virginia, man. Virginia had such a good storyline last year, and like...
0: Man. But then that's like saying, okay, let's put it in this perspective. Lamar Jackson is the new NFL MVP favorite. He's one of the most likable guys. One of those guys you just want to root for and cheer for. It's like saying... Oh,
1: trust me. You can find people that that don't want him to succeed. But
0: why? I don't get that. I don't... Because people... don't understand
1: People, traditionalists and stuff like that. It's like people in... People in baseball, like Tim mm-hmm. Anderson is one of the most exciting players to watch in sure. baseball. But traditionalist baseball purists will say he doesn't respect the game enough and, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing in the NFL with Lamar Jackson. People are like, oh, he's too different. It doesn't work.
0: Yeah, but I, he's such a nice, hardworking guy. He's so likable. Like he's, matter, just, man? he's got a smile that lights up. A room. I'm a huge Lamar Jackson fan. Uh, I like that guy. I,
1: I, okay, I wouldn't say I'm a Lamar Jackson fan. I, I, I think what he's doing is incredible. But mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't say, oh, yeah, I'm cheering for Lamar Jackson. Um, but, straight up, like, I can show you texts on my phone right now, people basically, like, wanting Lamar Jackson to fail. I just, but not not because they don't like him, yeah, he's a good guy, but because he's a different style of quarterback and they don't want it to work out.
0: Because he's revolutionary.
1: He's revolutionizing the NFL, oh, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think I don't think he's done it yet until he wins the Super Bowl. If he wins a Super Bowl, Fair. then then I'll say, sure, he has revolutionized the NFL. But, like, yeah. if, if this is a Michael Vick situation, Michael Vick won two playoff games his whole career. Mm-hmm. That's not revolutionizing the NFL.
0: So you don't like sports unless you have somebody to root against. Do you have a top dog you want to see go down?
1: No, no. I like sports in all facets. Like in the NHL, I like the NHL, and the NHL almost never has that that one team. Like it was the Detroit Red Wings for a little bit, and the Pittsburgh Penguins. But over the last
0: since 2010. Who's been that team? But NBA, your team, was that team. Yeah. That's what I'm getting at. The Warriors were that team everybody wanted to hate. Yeah,
1: the Warriors were that team. And I think that that just went along to help it. You can see that NBA ratings actually increased. But this year, they're dropped because (laughs) nobody knows who that team is.
0: I think it's more because LeBron and all the stars are on the West Coast. But I can see your point.
1: Well, uh, these are theories, okay? (laughs) Um, But... I think that that has a lot to do with it, is the Warriors were the storyline. They were the team that everybody wanted to see go down. Mm. They're last place in the league right now. (laughs) It has happened, and nobody is rejoicing. Nobody's, Nobody's here to watch it and watch it go down.
0: So we talked about who could be the new number one team. I'm looking at the standings right now and the teams who are getting first place votes. Michigan State is getting a few. I don't no. know if they're going to be number well, one. Because, they lost, they lost right, to Virginia and Tech. They've lost twice is what I'm getting at. Louisville, and they're still undefeated. They could be Virginia, I mentioned. They did get a first place vote. Other teams that are up there, Kansas already took a loss. And I don't think it'll be them. And Maryland is top five. And I don't know that it's going to be Maryland.
1: I think Louisville's obvi- like, Louisville's Louisville is obviously the number one team. And are they a
0: team that we can all root against as a country.
1: Uh, not, or apparently not Lamar Jackson. No, I'm joking. <laughs> but um, they don't. I can't name two players on that team.
0: No, not anymore. I mean, no. Louisville used to be one of those teams. Like with Patino, you can make the argument they were a team that you would want to rally against. Mm-hmm. You'd like to see lose. I don't know that they are anymore. No, they're not. The, you need so more than just a football brand and
1: stuff like that. I think in college football, the brand is a little more. Mm-hmm. Um, Rootable against, because sure. you don't know everybody on the on an on an, on a college football team. I don't care how big a fan you are. Can you name uh, Notre Dame's entire starting eleven on offense? No, exactly. Nobody can. I That's, used to be able to. Nobody can for any team. It, it doesn't. So for football, it's it's the brand. Michigan, Ohio State will always be a good game. You always want to root against Ohio State if you're a Michigan fan. You always mm-hmm. really want to root against Michigan if you're an Ohio State fan. But. In basketball, it's way more about the singular player. Mm-hmm. These Zion Williamson, the Anthony Davis, the people like that. We don't have that singular player right now. I was just thinking about this. We were talking about this a couple weeks ago and it's mm-hmm. if the Warriors get the first pick, who are they going to pick? Nobody knows. <laughs> nobody has any clue. Especially not anybody from Louisville. No. That that, that no, nobody came up in that discussion. No. Nobody knows any of these guys. No. And that's a problem, I think. <laughs> there, there's nobody to root against. Because you want to root against people, you want to root against the best of the best when you're in college basketball. And we
0: don't have that. We don't We don't it, have it, anybody if, who's like, he can play the villain role.
1: I think that that's also a part of it. Is we're not seeing any of those elite star level players. And that is, uh, that is leading people to believe maybe it's a lower level of college basketball in general this year, and I think maybe that might be a a reason why this season just seems to be going by on the wayside.
0: But as long as it provides parity, I'm okay with it. Does
1: it, though? I I think it does. No, it does provide parity, but like like I said, I don't think that parity is necessarily a good thing.
0: In March Madness... Usually, it seems in, to be.
1: In March Madness, it's a great thing. because In March Madness, it's a great thing. But still, you want to see that number one team continue to go. And you want to still follow storylines. What was the storyline? Texas Tech, Virginia, and even Duke until the Elite Eight was mm-hmm. still up there. But the fact that we still had storylines after Duke went down with Virginia, following one season after their 116 loss, Texas Tech with their incredible defense and how they were doing it and their revolutionary head coach. All of, that, all of that was still going down. We don't have anything like that right now.
0: But can you make the argument that with parity in the regular season now, that makes it more interesting than it used to be? It used to be just something like the playoffs are the most interesting part of it. The tournament is the most interesting part of it. Now the regular season is something that's gathering interest. The
1: most interesting part of it to fans is trying to create a perfect bracket. I think that will always be <laughs> the most important part. But as of right now, there's nobody that's... Uh, who, who would you put? as winning the, winning the national championship right now.
0: <laughs> it's November, Exactly, right? I no idea. Well, well,
1: it's like, there used to always be that thing where, oh, it doesn't matter, this team is still going to be insane. I still think Michigan State, because for some reason I always noticed that a team that was projected to do really well always tends to do really well when it comes to crunch time and March Madness. So mm-hmm. I still think Michigan State would be a team to probably put in your Final Four at yeah. least. But we don't have that one team that's like, they're going to be the ones. hmm Last year was Duke. We've had teams like that before. The year before was, I think, Virginia was on there until DeAndre Hunter went down. Mm-hmm. Um, so there were, we had that. We don't have that anymore. There is no team that's like, oh. You're building your bracket, and you're like, oh, how is any team going to beat these guys? Man, I need to put them immediately in my Final Four. They're they're just skipping the entire way down. There's nothing now. If you want to build a perfect bracket, you need to get into college basketball Mm -hmm. right now. And I think that that's one of the things about college basketball that was always so great, was people could get lucky just based off of numbers and based off of things. There was a kid from Southern California that... um, just randomly put everything together. He went to go visit UCLA's campus one year and put them going to the Elite Eight as an 11 seed, and it worked out, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And that's something that was awesome. But I don't feel like that could happen this year. You really need to get into it if you want to know
0: who's going to beat who. And that still might not be enough. Yeah, <laughs> and that's what I love about it. Tanner Hoops, John Michael Hoefling with you up against another break. When we come back, let's break down the new college football playoff rankings because committee went kind of all out with this next on espn up check out the up's live and local sports talk show the sports pen weekday
1: afternoons at four on espn up and on the espn up
0: app welcome back to the sports pen on espn up tanner hoops john michael hopefully with you glad to have you along here's your sports center update the Calgary Flames announced that Bill Peters will not coach tonight's game at Buffalo as the team continues its investigation into allegations of racial and physical abuse that were voiced against Peters this week. The Milwaukee Brewers have traded outfielder Trent Grisham and right-handed pitcher Kyle Davies to the Padres in exchange. The crew gets second baseman Luis Urias and left-handed pitcher Eric Lauer. You think Brewer fans are sad to see Trent Grisham go? Yeah. You think so?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Like Yeah, it was tough to see that one play. Like That one play is going to overshadow all the other great stuff he did, man.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. And that's unfortunate. It's like Bill Buckner.
0: And finally, the first ever Thanksgiving football game was played in 1876, but it was started as a college tradition rather than the NFL tradition as we know it now. The first NFL Thanksgiving game was played in 1934. It was the Bears and the Lions. We'll have that rematch tomorrow. Bonus points if you know who the first college matchup featured. Uh, Georgetown. No. Mm. I'm out. Princeton and Yale. Okay. Princeton and Yale back in 1876. I feel like
1: every old timey game involves Georgetown though at some point, <laughs> which is why I went Georgetown.
0: If you have, uh, if you got one of those questions like 1800 something, it's a sports question, just like. Throw your dart. Hope that it lands on Yale, Harvard, Princeton, something like that. Ivy Old-timey Ivy League, high-class schools, and you're probably going to get it. Mm -hmm. You're probably going to get it right. Yeah. Well, the new college football playoff rankings came out last night. A little bit of a shakeup, especially amongst the top teams. Ohio State is the new number one team. They surpass LSU. Both won this weekend. First, I want to ask you, Mike. Actually, i got two questions for you. One, does it surprise you that Ohio State is now number one? And two, should they be number one? It doesn't surprise me. Mm -hmm. One and
1: two, LSU-Ohio State, are interchangeable at this point. I I think LSU deserves a little bit more. I think they have a better quarterback and they have a better out-of-conference win. But... It doesn't matter at this point. They're not going to play each other in the first round of uh, the college football playoff, and that's all that matters. As long as we get the two of them in the championship, which is the ultimate goal, then I don't think it's a problem.
0: You think about what the matchup could be, because if it ended right now, you'd have Ohio State taking on Georgia, and then the Battle of the Tigers, LSU, and Clemson. I'd rather play Clemson, I think, out of the I'd rather play Clemson, too, yeah. (laughs) Maybe it's better to be the two seed.
1: It might be. Uh, Maybe that's what they're doing. Maybe they're like, okay, well, you know... LSU's better, but like we gotta give them the easier game because they're the better seed. That's the whole point of this, right? So they're just like, oh, let's just put Ohio State at one.
0: So the new college football playoff rankings have Ohio State. At number one, after they beat Penn State by 11 this weekend, they looked a little shaky doing so, but they still get the win over a top-10 team, and they surpass LSU, who thumped a 2-9 Arkansas team by 36. Clemson and Georgia hold at 3-4, and four respectively. Alabama's at 5, Utah's up to 6, then Oklahoma, Minnesota. How does Baylor jump five spots this week, is what I don't get.
1: I don't know, ma'am. They were they lost 2 weeks ago mm-hmm. and now they're up this high it doesn't make sense man. No,
0: they're back to where they were when they lost to Oklahoma and they do this by beating Texas 24 to 10. I get Texas is probably a better team than their 6 and 5 record. Texas is one of the biggest disappointments in football this year, but that doesn't warrant you jumping 5 spots if you're Baylor. I'm sorry.
1: No, it doesn't make sense.
0: And then Penn State rounds out the top 10 with Florida just outside. How is-
1: how many losses does Penn State have now? Penn
0: State two? has two. I feel like they've lost way more than that.
1: <laughs> have they, how many close games have they had? How many games have they had like within 10 points?
0: Um, Iowa, I think they beat by five. Iowa's a pretty good team this year. I, I don't know off the top I of I have head. not
1: been impressed with Penn State this year.
0: Didn't they get tested by Pitt?
1: Yeah. I think they did. They've gotten tested way too often like that. And it,
0: How are they ahead of Michigan? Okay, here. I got their schedule in front of me. They beat Pitt by seven. They beat Iowa by five. Michigan by seven, and they lost Indiana by seven. Didn't they lose to Michigan? No, they beat Michigan.
1: They beat Michigan. Yeah,
0: twenty-eight, twenty-one.
1: Okay, all right. I get. Okay, maybe that's why they're ahead of Michigan. I. I oh my gosh! I thought that they were. I. I I could have sworn that they were like a four-loss team.
0: The eye test is kind of deceiving. That's why I hate the eye test. I hate the eye test. I have not been impressed with Penn State. No, and I get that, and I have really been impressed with Ohio State. I could see where the eye test would tell you that they are better than LSU. I hate the eye test, though, because I think that so many people's perceptions... I just don't trust people's perceptions of stuff, because it's never as clear, as unbiased as they believe it is, but... What happened last night tells me the committee does value the eye test and that it favors Ohio State over LSU.
1: Yeah, and I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that the two important things in football are make your quarterback comfortable and make the opponent's quarterback uncomfortable, mm-hmm. right? And Ohio State has the best man in making opponent's quarterbacks uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of that has to do with it.
0: And they have a pretty darn good quarterback, too. Yeah. Justin Fields. Who is a better quarterback Ohio State's had recently? Because they've had some good ones.
1: Uh, Cardell Jones.
0: Was he? No, I'm joking. I was going to say, I mean, you think about the quarterbacks they've had lately. Dwayne Haskins setting all those passing records. They've had JT Barrett. They've had Braxton Miller. And yet, here they are with Justin Fields, who looks like he might be the best one of them. He might be the best one in terms of just straight
1: NFL ready-ability or readiness. Or readability. Mm-hmm. What's the word? Readiness. Yeah. There we go. He might be the best one in terms of NFL readiness, but I don't think he's the best college quarterback. I think college quarterbacks, a lot more of it comes down to how well can you run a college-style offense. Sure. So guys like Braxton Miller were really insane, Dwayne Haskins. But if we're talking just straight NFL stock, I think the Justin Fields might be the best one.
0: I like that. I respect that. This is what chaps me, though. This is what makes me upset more than anything. And if you've heard, there's a promo going around here. Why is Minnesota behind Utah or Oklahoma? It's what I don't get. I Utah's abso- been great! No, they have not been great leading the Pac-12. No, is that an accomplishment? Is that a brag? <laughs> I'm leading the Pac-12. Uh, it's it's a small one. Memphis is leading the group of fives. My dad owns a Papa John's. <laughs> is that a brag, especially yeah, right now? that's
1: what I'm saying. <laughs> Just like a fake little brag.
0: You, you see, it's like, I don't think that there is a case for Utah or Oklahoma being ahead of Minnesota. I really don't.
1: I think that you I think you're blinded by Minnesota, man. Why? How I just
0: I think you're just really into the Minnesota story right now. I am a fan, absolutely. I'm on their bandwagon, but what's the case against them? They lost Iowa. So? They haven't had enough impressive wins.
1: They beat Penn State, right? Yeah. We just talked about how Penn State isn't as good as we think.
0: But on paper that's a better win than either of Oklahoma or Utah's. Utah beat Washington. Utah, at BYU. Utah, Utah
1: had the Utah had the on paper. Like if you take a look at their rosters on paper, Utah has the edge still though.
0: They so, lost to a third string quarterback and, on an eight and four and USC s-
1: team. S- the New England Patriots did too in Super Bowl whatever
0: it was. Uh, yeah, but <laughs> that's the Super Bowl. That's the pros. This is college. An I'm eight just and four saying, team man. coached by Clay Helton, who by the way, just see a new report says that. Apparently, they're starting to come around to Clay Helton again. There's speculation that they're leaning toward bringing him back huh. last year. Hilarious, if true. <laughs> I love it. So, Clay Helton could be coming back. But what I'm saying is Minnesota's got a better win than Oklahoma or Utah, and they don't have nearly as bad of a loss as either of those two teams. Nah. No. Yeah, Iowa losing to Iowa, who's going to be 9-3 and after they beat Nebraska on Friday, is a better loss than losing to 8-4 and USC in their third-string quarterback, or who did who Oklahoma lose to? Four loss Kansas State team. That's what I'm saying. Except, Minnesota except,
1: should be ahead of these. If two. you look at just if you if you just look at their rosters, they each they, each one of them has one loss. Mm-hmm. I mean, Minnesota has been great this year, but in terms of just pure roster and the hype before the season, like Utah and Oklahoma are both proven college football programs. Minnesota hasn't been for at least a couple
0: of years. Is Utah though enough? Uh, Alex Smith man. <laughs> Alex Smith. <laughs> I think you're blinded by your Alex Smith fandom. A little bit. <laughs> well, you're able to admit it. I give you credit for that. I hope Minnesota is gonna get the credit that they deserve. If they can beat Wisconsin, they sh- I-, I think that should be enough to jump those two then. Would you agree? If Minnesota can beat Wisconsin? Yeah.
1: I don't know. Because who who do Wisconsin or who do Utah and Oklahoma play this week?
0: Oklahoma's got Bedlam. They've got Oklahoma okay, that's, State.
1: That's not a good
0: it's it's not great. It's not it's as good as Wisconsin. Yeah. And Utah, i know in a moment here, let me pull it up. It's Colorado.
1: Okay. Yeah, Wisconsin's win is obviously way better than that. Uh, hot take, I don't think Minnesota's going to win that game.
0: They may not. They may not, because that's going to be a toughie. And Wisconsin's yeah. a good team themselves. I, I don't know how this weekend is going to shake out as far as college football, but we could have all kinds of chaos. And this is what I love about this week, Mike. I love these... Rivalry weeks, you know, when everybody's playing a rival. We've got the Egg Bowl tomorrow, Ole Miss, Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. We've got the Apple Cup Friday, Wazoo in Washington. We've got the Iowa Nebraska rivalry. Is the, this the Iron Bowl too? The Iron Bulls this weekend. Yeah, Iron awesome. Bulls this I weekend. Notre Dame Stanford's this weekend. Ohio State Michigan's this weekend. By the way, Irish by fifteen. What do you like that spread? Oh,
1: you know I am a Stanford. Player. I know you are. That's what I mean. Is, that,
0: is do you think the Irish cover? Would I, you take the points? You
1: know what, You know what's weird is that rivalry weeks always be are always closer games than anyone anticipates. Mm-hmm. Would you expect the Cardinals to lose by three to the Forty Nine ers? No, the Forty Nine ers are a much better team, but the the fact that the Cardinals gave them a run for their money two two games in a row the only reason they covered the spread in that second game is because of, oh, they lateraled it to try to get a touchdown (laughs) on the last play and they ran it in for a touchdown. So, like, I think that rivalry games tend to be a lot closer than people give them credit for. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I do think that Notre Dame is a 15-point better team than Stanford, but in a rivalry kind of game, I think that that's going to be like a 9, 10-point
0: game. I kind of feel the same way. Like, I don't trust the Irish to win by two touchdowns in this one because Stanford Stadium has been a house of horrors for them these last few years. It is tough. It's a tough place to go play. I don't know. We'll see. They're not playing for anything more than the Camping World Bowl anyway. Give me me Notre Dame by 9. Notre Dame by 9. Okay. I respect it. Uh, if there was to be a chaos game this weekend, and you could do anything to throw a wrench in the college football playoff, would it be Auburn beating Bama? Would it be Michigan beating Ohio State?
1: I think it'd be any team beating Clemson.
0: Ooh, okay.
1: Because Clemson is and still... They play Carolina this week, yeah, South Carolina. It's still an undefeated team. It's still a team that obviously has that... Program that story recent past, they've they're a proven program and stuff like that. But they are undefeated right now, so if you throw one loss in their thing, you keep you put them in the same boat as Georgia, Bama, Utah, all those folks. Mm -hmm. Where how far down would they fall? Mm -hmm. That is something where it's like, all right, do we put Alabama back in because that's three SEC teams, that doesn't feel right either. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that would really change things up.
0: You know, here's the big thing. If you're Bama, they're not going to play in the SEC Championship. So this is their last chance to make a statement. They've got a backup quarterback in a rivalry game that's been... Fairly even in terms of of the past couple years. It's uh, had a lot of parity lately. They need to win convincingly this weekend. They need to win by twenty. They they absolutely have to make a statement this weekend. I just Auburn.
1: I think Alabama has a worse chance than Utah or or the the teams behind that six spot. I, yep because one they're not playing for a championship, but two, just having three SEC teams in the, it, it wouldn't make sense. No. It just
0: wouldn't feel right. If Georgia were to lose to LSU in the SEC championship, they have two losses. Well, Could it Alabama dep- jump them. It depends on how bad that loss is, I Okay, think.
1: fair enough. If it's a three-point loss, no.
0: Tanner Hoops, John Michael, Hoefling, with you. We go over the college football playoff rankings. When we come back, your Thanksgiving dinner. What's your table going to look like? We'll give you our rankings on the Thanksgiving dinner. Insides next on ESPN-UP. Check out the UP's live and local sports talk show, The
1: Sports Pen. Weekday afternoons at 4 on ESPN-UP and on the
0: ESPN-UP app. If you missed any of today's show, get caught up on demand. Get our free mobile app from the Apple iStore, Google Play, or check out ESPNUP.com and get the on-demand there. Tanner Hoops, John Michael, hopefully with you. Glad you're along. Last segment before... The holiday before we get to stuff our faces, what have you. we got Thanksgiving coming up tomorrow. Again, the office is going to be closed. We will be back on air Friday. So I tell you what, Mike, we ranked the college football teams, or at least we gave our thoughts on what the college football playoff rankings should look like. Let's do the same thing for Turkey Day, for what should be on our table and our listeners' tables here. Are we only doing tomorrow. a top four? We are doing a top four. Who is in for you and in what order? Now here, I've got kind of an idea, and I just want to clarify this. We're not talking about beverages or desserts. This is just your main course and your sides. What do you want for Thanksgiving dinner? And I absolutely know what my number one seed is. Turkey. It is the meat. It's not necessarily turkey, but it's the meat. And then I'm going to go with three sides, two through four. I'm a ham guy more than turkey, though. Don't give me that This is where the debate comes in, okay? Okay.
1: You can put Turkey and Ham as the one and two seeds. They can be the LSU Ohio State of this. Nobody knows who's better, right? But, no, you, but, know, I, oh, we but know you know, the, but you know that one of them has got to be the one seed, mm-hmm. right? And I think that that's where Turkey and Ham is going. If we're going to do this, we're going to compare them to college football teams. Okay, right? all
0: right, uh, right. That's how you got to do it. But if it's me, I'm not giving Turkey any of my four spots.
1: No, I'm not going to see. That's it. the thing. And Ohio State fan would say the same exact thing about LSU. Would they though? Yeah, they would. <laughs> you know they would. And I would give a seat. That's where I'd I'd go to war for Turkey over ham in this situation. Turkey is so easy and simple. You can stuff it. You can't do that with the ham. Mm-hmm. You can't do that with the ham. Ham is a little more succulent one on one, but mm-hmm. you can do so much more with a turkey
0: fair enough all right you make a compelling argument that i don't quite have the words to respond to exactly all right Tur- i'm not putting ham in my or i'm sorry i'm not putting turkey in my top 4 ham is absolutely you wouldn't even for me. put turkey in your top four. no because i love sides i'm a big sides guy so i you have to have meat you have to center your meal around meat and then i want three sides and i have an idea what those three sides are going to be so
1: what would turkey be in your if you were comparing them to a college football team,
0: turkey, if I'm comparing them to an actual team,
1: yeah. Um, are they your Bama just outside, but you feel like you can't put them in because three SEC teams are yeah, be weird? Yeah,
0: kind of. Because, well, not because of that reason. It's because, you know, I don't really like turkey and I don't really like. Well, nobody Bama really either. likes Bama, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I mean, is that they are such a staple as far as Thanksgiving dinner, which, Ooh, in well, a sense, yeah, is, yeah. Part, is the college football playoff. But I don't want them there. I I just don't want them there, so that's why Alabama's the turkey in this scenario.
1: Okay, I like that. That was a great one.
0: Thank you. So we're going with ham as my number one seed. Number two, this is where there's a big debate. I'm not quite sure where I want to go with it yet, so I thought we can talk this through. Because my three sides I want in with me are mashed potatoes, stuffing, which I think should be a year-round dish. How can you? Okay, I'm a big stuffing fan. You're a big stuffing fan, but you prefer ham over turkey. Yes. Yeah.
1: You How know, can you stuff a ham?
0: <laughs> you don't stuff it. You just eat it. What? You just eat? Okay. I just put it out as a side, like with my potatoes. Is that normal? I feel like that's it's not always normal. been normal where I've grown up. In my household, it was normal. Let me know if that's normal because I don't <laughs> think that, I, I don't think I've done that. Well, other people eat it like when it's not Thanksgiving time, and they don't have to get turkeys for that. Like, I think it should be a year-round dish. I like stuffing. Okay, okay. My third side, bear with me, because it's not a Thanksgiving side traditionally, mac and cheese. But that's, mac that's and a, cheese is just so good. That's a very Thanksgiving side. It should be. I I don't know that I've ever had yeah, Thanksgiving
1: mac and cheese. I know Boston Market isn't a thing up here. Is no. Boston Market a thing in Iowa? No. Okay, but you know what I'm talking about with Boston right. Market, Right. If you can get it at Boston Market, that's a Thanksgiving side. Okay. And you can get mac and cheese at Boston Market.
0: <laughs> Those, the, it would make my top four. That's what I'm saying is mac and cheese to me is a Thanksgiving side. So that would be my top four. I don't know the order, but it would be ham, stuffing, mashed potatoes, mac and cheese. That's my okay. Thanksgiving meal. Um, Followed I, by pie. I would agree
1: with mashed potatoes and mac and cheese mm. but uh, obviously you know my opinion on turkey and ham and stuff but stuffing I wouldn't put in there uh, obviously like I don't know what I'd put as my next one like I, 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 I want to say Hawaiian rolls or some sort of bread but mm. I've already got mashed potatoes in there do you really want a double carb no and, uh, yeah you don't want to double carb well, and who
0: would take bread over mashed potatoes it's like would... taking Utah over Clemson. Well,
1: bread, you can do stuff like you could put cranberry sauce in it. You can, you can ju- like bread is just
0: not good. a cranberry sauce guy. You're not cranberry sauce to me would basically be the uh, Arkansas of this <laughs> scenario. <laughs> just cranberry way is the out there. nine team that is no business. Not being even near consideration. my consideration. That bad, huh? No. Yep.
1: Wow, like I don't know. There are some things I don't like when it comes to like uh, pasta as a as a Thanksgiving dish. I, I, I have I,
0: never heard of anyone doing that.
1: I have heard of people doing it, and pasta. like I wouldn't want that, right? But I respect people's opinions enough to be like, yeah, okay, I could see, I can understand if you want that and if you want to put that in. So, like, if somebody said pasta, I wouldn't be like, okay, they're the Arkansas. I'd be like, okay, they're the, they're the Baylor. You know, a lot of people like them. And, yeah, they've had a good run, but personally, I, just not for me.
0: This is why I say they're Arkansas, because I've got in front of me, this is according to Wallet Hub, America's favorite Thanksgiving dishes. Only 3% of Americans say cranberry sauce is their favorite Thanksgiving dish.
1: I don't think anybody says that Arkansas is their favorite football team, though.
0: Oh, sure, they're Arkansas fans somehow. Yeah, in Arkansas, right? And there's I, still some people who like cranberry sauce.
1: I think you got to. I think you got to take into account, like, how many Ohio State fans are there outside of Ohio? A lot, mm-hmm. right? So I think that that is the uh, that is the equivalent. You have to just eliminate the fandoms in their hometown, like you, you, Baylor fans outside of Waco. I think is the important thing. Mm. I think Alabama fans outside of Bama, that's the important thing. Uh, I think Michigan fans outside of Ann Arbor, that's the important thing. But once you start getting into the the uh, delegates of it, like yeah, there's a lot of Arizona there's a lot of Arizona State fans because guess what? They've got the biggest student population of anyone.
0: So you're telling me there is not one Razorbacks fan outside of Arkansas? I'm saying there ain't a lot. There are that's what I'm saying. There's not a lot of people who like cranberry sauce. I'm. I'm three so, percent mm. is a lot. I feel like I, th- I feel like more than three percent. Well, three percent say it's their favorite, not if they like it or not, but that's their favorite.
1: Okay, so I think okay. But how many people say it would say how many people do you think in terms of just straight U.S. population percentage would say they like the Arizona uh, uh, the Arkansas Razorbacks?
0: Um, one percent.
1: Yeah. See, you know, cranberry sauce three times more popular than the the Arkansas Razorbacks. <laughs> I hope
0: so. They're two and nine. <laughs> I'd say, by the way, the rest of that list, turkey, 39%. People say thank you, turkey thank you, thank you. is uh, their favorite. 23% of the audience says stuffing is their favorite. 12% say pumpkin pie. 9% mashed potatoes. 6% sweet potatoes. No ham on there, huh? Well, I don't think they counted that into
1: the survey. But Oh, you don't think they gave it a fair shot? No. They're the UCF of this.
0: There is no. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> there, this year it's Memphis, though. Okay, or Although Minnesota. Memphis, or, next, or, or or Minnesota is a better one. Okay. Minnesota can be the ham.
1: But they're just not getting a fair shot, you think? No.
0: Okay. I want to go back to something you said, though, where you've got to have turkey if you want to have stuffing. Could that be like the equivalent of putting two teams from the same conference in there? You just can't do that?
1: No, that'd be like... It, then, okay, I'm trying to find a comparison. Uh, who did Georgia lose to this year?
0: South Carolina. Okay. Who plays Clemson this weekend? We should point out. So, like,
1: let's say Clemson loses to South Carolina, and then it's down to Georgia and Clemson for the last four spot. And it's like, mm. oh, you got if you're going to have Georgia in there, you got to have Clemson in there because they both lost. Or if you're going to have Clemson in there, you got to have you got to have Georgia in there because Georgia had lost to the same team, but uh, they what they they uh they had they play they had a better rest of the season.
0: But I think they'll look at quality wins from that point, and they'll realize Clemson doesn't have any.
1: And plus, a lot of that has to do with, what's it called? No, that's why I'm saying if you have Clemson in there, you've got to have Georgia in there. Mm. If you have Clemson, you have to have Georgia. Mm. And I think a lot of that has to do, uh, if we're going back to the Turkey comparison, Turkey is the by far the one that you have to have. So if you're going to have stuffing, you got to have Turkey, right? So not right. right if, well, I'm saying in terms of the comparison, go with the comparison, okay. here, go with the analogy. Fair if the worst thing is in there, you got to have the better thing. That's how this analogy is going. I know that's not how you treat it, but <laughs> that's how the analogy is. People think that Turkey is better than stuffing, right? Fair enough. So that would be it. If you're going to have Clemson, the worst team, you got to have Georgia, the better team.
0: Mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? I, I can understand that. I don't agree with it, but it's legitimate. I respect it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what, I think I think that was on point. So, what would your
1: top four be in terms of just Thanksgiving food? Yeah, oh, I mean, it's like I said, uh, the, the, you got your big three: turkey, mashed potatoes, mac and cheese. Okay, and then you got your fourth one, which I I, I really like Hawaiian rolls. And I know you say mm. you're not a big bread guy. Well, um, it's not that
0: I'm not a bread guy; it's just I wouldn't put it ahead of the other four.
1: I'm trying to think like what else there would be. Um, I like I'm allergic to pecan pie. I've never been a big pie guy in general.
0: Like, the bread, to me, is w- Oklahoma. Like, I like it. It's deserving. It's good enough. I'd be okay with it on my They'd plate. they had a couple Heismans the last yeah, time. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I mean. And there's nothing that I want to take out to make room for it. I'd still be okay with it if it was on my plate. I'm trying to think. Well, like, maybe corn? I really like oh, corn. Oh, how could I forget corn? I really like corn. I love corn. I'm from Iowa. Yeah. Ah, oh, corn at Thanksgiving time. You know... Oh, that's good. Corn's that delicious, is good. man. Yes, if, it is. if you get
1: properly seasoned corn, nothing is better, man.
0: Oh, you're right. And... What would I bump for corn, though? Okay, corn is like Notre Dame here, because I love it. It's <laughs> close to my heart. I want it to be in there. But what's the case you, for you, it to bump mac and cheese or mashed potatoes or ham or stuffing? Wow. That's the thing. Tanner, you are on point with these Thank you, today. Thank you, Michael. <laughs> I tell you what, I'm hungry, Uh, ready for Thanksgiving dinner. With that though, we're out of time, man. I appreciate you being here and braving the storm. Be safe out there. Thank you. What do we have coming up at ABC 10?
1: Well, of course we have the Thursday Throwdown coming up, which isn't going to be a Thursday Throwdown because we don't have any shows on Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. But we we also have, of course. I know I said I was going to have a Monday Minute this week. Those things take 15 hours, but I actually (laughs) prepared one for this upcoming weekend. I know what I'm going to do it on. I've started doing research already, Mm -hmm. and I know I'm going to have it because I haven't gotten my fix of doing those yet. Mm. So, and MABs are coming up. I'm going to submit Monday Minute for first series of the year. So, like, I need to start getting back into it. Andre Drummond, the most underrated player in the NBA. That's what's going to be on. All right. And I know nobody agrees with that, but (laughs) let me live out my dreams. Uh, we also might have a Thursday throwdown next week with uh, Iron Mountain quarterback Marcus Johnson. We've been trying to set it up for some time, and the fact that his season is over now, a rip. Uh, that was a great game they played last week, uh, even though if the score doesn't say so. But now that it's over, he has a lot more time, and uh, hopefully we can grab him.
0: Tanner Hoops, John Michael Holtfling with you. Be safe out there, stay warm, have a happy Thanksgiving. Back on Friday, 4 Eastern, 3 Central on ESPN, UPWZ, I'm Ishpeming Marquette.